there's gonna be a war. Can you check that out yet, JR? I'm working on it. Ah, that's inhuman! No, no, don't do this! Enough is enough! Oh god, that's enough! Stop it! What on what the Oh my oh, god, are you kidding me? No! It can't be! It can't be! Lay it on him! Give me that! Wow! Oh my god, what's this? Good grief! So this is why you called me here. It is Tane! It is Tane! It's here! My god! Move, move! Move, move! And welcome back to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling, past, present, and quite possibly the future. Before we get started proper like, I'd like to go ahead and put these notes out there. You can follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling B trash and you can also follow on instagram at wrestling is trash and if you want to be a part of the show just uh tag your questions with the hashtag wit talk that's w-i-t-t-a-l-k and if you want to send some emails with your questions in them or whatnot and you want to send me a soliloquies and poems and whatnot you can do that to mail at wrestlingistrash.com and if you want to use your soft and sultry voice to air out those questions you can also call in at 304-825-5762 you get all those questions in here via those avenues of approach and we'll answer all your questions here on the show i know i haven't been plugging the questions in a while i've just been doing the show sporadically but hey we're gonna turn that around and as always, not as always, because there's been one episode to where I was in here solo and I was ranting about the Undertaker, how he need to go to fuck home, which he really does. And I think he's taking a cue because he done took all his uh, WWE stuff off his uh, social media accounts and he's doing independent uh, bookings as far as appearances and whatnot. And that's something that the Undertaker really doesn't do. So that is signs that this motherfucker is going to go home and stay home and be with his kids and his wife and all this other bullshit that he should have been doing about, what, he 50 something? 10 years ago. He should have been doing that a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, I have a guest with me. And guest, you have a New Japan 20 count to introduce yourself and. Oh, shit. Yeah. And tell us how you have come to know professional wrestling the first time you experienced it and i guess kind of why you like it and your 20 count starts now my name is Arlil rodriguez i am from the random chatterings podcast which you can find on all the po- the podcast platforms and uh, my show is a podcast uh pop culture podcast where we talk about all sorts of pop culture including internet movies tvs video games and the internet at large um and sometimes I do deep dives into specific games, movies, or <laughs> you refer to movies. Yeah. Or, yes. Um, <laughs> um, based on topics, based on just like topics that I want to explore. And uh, it's a very fun show. And I've been doing it for about four years now. So it's 100 over 100 plus episodes you can check out right now. <laughs> Am I over? Uh, it's uh, imaginary. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway? I mean, it really, it really doesn't matter if you hit twenty seconds or under or over. You just keep talking till you feel like you want to stop. Because <laughs> it feels like I'm trying. I'm doing my elevator pitch for my podcast, and I'm fucking it up already. Yeah, and you haven't so, spoke one word of how you found wrestling. <laughs> I was getting. I was getting 
getting to that. I'm, I know what I'm doing. Uh, so how I found wrestling. So I, um, so I grew up around the Attitude Era, which is the I believe it's '98 to about 2001 mm-hmm. in the era of wrestling. That's when my all like all of us in the family were watching. So I grew up with The Rock, Austin, Mankind, Triple H. D Generation X, uh, Al Snow, and the only reason I bring him up is because I always thought his gimmick was creepy with him having like the the fucking decapitated uh, mannequin head uh-huh. that he just brings to the ring every time. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Why is he doing this? And it still kind of creeps me out now. And then just very recently did I realize, oh, from the OSW guys that I was talking about. Um, old school wrestling review. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dick joke, or it's like, oh, it's a, it's like no head, or like, mm-hmm. or it's like, like the top, of the head, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. So I watched it around that era, and it's been on and off. I haven't really been paying attention to the product as much, but I do, I do check out the the squared circle subreddit every once in a while, and then of course, like I mentioned earlier, old school wrestling review is a video podcast that I watch a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's how I kind of keep up on the wrestling things because sometimes they do the royal they do the royal rumble every year. So I can like caught up as like oh these are the wrestlers in the in the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's about yeah that's about my. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> probably a f- way longer than twenty count. New Japan wrestling twenty count. Explain <laughs> like, how I got into professional wrestling. But um, you wrestling. Talk, you talk about the Royal Rumble. You watched the uh, the most recent one. I did not watch it, but I saw the results of it. Did I? Maybe I didn't. I don't know. I, I might, wasn't there. Might not have watched the results of it. <laughs> I, <laughs> but um, from w- excluding this uh, most recent one, the, from the last Royal Rumble that you. Uh, got to put eyes on or whatever who popped out to you or whatever because like you say you watch sporadically and Royal Rumble is kind of like the catch up for you so did you see some old faces and some new faces and the new faces you were like who the fuck is this guy you know did you have those kind of moments I think nowadays they usually kind of like to mix up like with the current roster and like the NXT roster so sometimes I can recognize some people but it is definitely like because it has been that while since I've been watching the product, I haven't like even NXT storylines. I haven't been following as mm-hmm. much as current. So as the the only thing I've been following very closely is like Becky Lynch and her rise to the fucking top. Yeah. Which was it in SummerSlam of last year when she slapped Charlotte in the face? I believe he yeah, has a SummerSlam pass. Yeah. So it's just just like how much fucking acceleration she's put in that much time and just. Take like took over the badass gimmick, or basically the Stone Cold gimmick. Yeah. But just like being such a like a a true badass that just is like not letting like the rules dictate like what she can and can't do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing I had definitely been following because also sometimes there's Twitter moments or like Twitter moments is like about wrestling. So that's also how I kind of get caught up on stuff. So so, but I guess back to the Royal Rumble. The one thing that I always pay attention to is like is 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 Roman Reigns going to win this year? <laughs> and last year he did not win. He didn't win this year. No, he w- he wasn't in because of his um, unfortunate leukemia diagnosis. Yeah. He wasn't in the Rumble. Yeah. Um. But last year it really seemed like he was going to win, and I think Shinsuke Nakamura ended up winning that correct. year. Correct. Yes. You are one hundred percent correct. Which <laughs> I, I mean, I did not see coming at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it was. 
it's one of those i mean i know especially at the time and, mm-hmm. and I, I do kind of pay attention more like around wrestlemania period is like everybody was so excited because you know that yeah okay okay this is the rest of the podcast so we can go we can go crazy with the geekiness that it's a storied history of ig styles versus shinsuke nakamura like in yes. new japan they always have like amazing fucking matches but unfortunately they were kind of hindered by the like by being in like world wrestling entertainment and they can't have the amazing like 40 minute or fucking i don't know hour-long matches they had at new japan like they just couldn't have compared and people were really disappointed by that match yeah so i mean it was what it was i I wish you know they would have pulled the trigger on nakamura man gave him the strap you know absolutely i think but I, it was funny. It was funny that there was just the the build up or part of the build up or what maybe it was the part of the blow off was they just kept kicking each other in the balls. Yes, <laughs> this kept happening. I mean, I, like the moment at WrestleMania when he did it the very first time or whatever, and um, I, I thought that was great because I mean Nakamura is a stellar performer or whatever. I mean, he was kind of floundering here in WWE at that time frame or whatnot. I mean, it's, you know, getting used to the craft in another company, in another country and all this other stuff. I mean, we can point out or whatever, but I kind of felt that him turning heel or being a bad guy or whatever was a good choice because, I mean, he he is suited for it. His facials, just the way he acts and everything, because the next night on um, not the next night, but on a freaking Smackdown. They had an interview with him backstage, and on the, uh, <laughs> oh, no. the lady asked him some questions. He was like, "I no speak English." <laughs> I was like, "I thought that was the greatest thing ever." <laughs> oh my god! And then he would just stalk AJ Styles and repeatedly <laughs> uppercut him in the nuts. <laughs> I think the, I think the one of the funniest ones that I saw is like uh, AJ was in a tag match. And Nakamura just ran in from behind him and he came up on the apron and he was like, <laughs> Oh yeah. No, that's the best part of it, because he really sells it. Like it's like as though he's like dr- like driving his fist up 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 the crotch. It's like that's not a thing you can do, but it looks like he's doing it. It's like a fucking cartoon. He, it, it just imagining like, like a like a gaping hole where his penis would have once been. Yeah, it is like um it would have been like a, the old school Mortal Kombat uppercuts. He's like Yes, exactly. Oh my god, exactly like that. Exactly like that. Oh god. Man, but like um you was bringing up an interesting, interesting point or whatever about um how you consume the current product, you know, through clips and highlights and podcasts and whatnot. Um, do you feel with the um, the length of product and the hours of product that they put out there a week? Uh, what five five hours between Raw and SmackDown? Good you, lord! You, you got an hour on NXT. You got an hour with Two Hundred Five Live, and um, if you if you're even watching any other promotion like uh, TNA. Oh, well, it's not TNA anymore. Impact or whatever yeah. it is that have you. I mean, that's over a good 10 hours worth of professional wrestling. Absolutely. So, I mean, do you think um, being able to consume it, you know, at your leisure and in chunks or whatnot um, is a better course of action for what we have going on right now? I Sometimes I wonder if and I know like every time I look at the subreddit that it's about oh, Raw's way too fucking long. It's three hours and they have to pad it with a bunch of shit. And yeah. now it's even more obvious because like wrestling is trying to what WWE in particular is trying to be as mainstream as possible. They have to have those cross promotions and like always oh, the joke. The immediate joke is like honey, but like the cave like KFC like cross promotion with KFC is like we love those honey barbecue, you know, um, 
I wonder if it is like the way that people get can't keep up with it because like it is so fucking long and you and there's going to be some shit that you're not going to give a shit about. Mm-hmm. And when you like with the Becky Lynch shit, like I only like if someone will like post or like she herself like post a response to it's really funny to see like the Twitter war with her and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like just like sometimes I imagine like, OK, this is oh, OK. No, too dark an example. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. Um, but like. <laughs> Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say characters. Okay. So let's let's pretend that there is a person, mm-hmm. um, and there's another person who's drunk, mm-hmm. and this other person is <laughs> screaming at this drunk person, trying to get them to be reasonable, and the drunk person doesn't understand what they're saying because they're drunk. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me of like Ronda. Actually, that's a bad example. Hold on. <laughs> I that was a bad example. What what I'm trying to say is that Becky Lynch maintains her composure yeah. and stays in character while Ronda Rance is just like trying to like like off balance and like Becky Lynch yeah. is like fucking chill like there's no doesn't even budge at all it's like it's really hilarious <laughs> especially given how originally on Twitter she was just like the pun master she would always yeah. make puns after for everything and now she's just like the man like she's literally calls herself the man <laughs> it's, it's pretty much Chris Farley yelling at Christopher Walken <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, do you go be in the van down by the river? And, <laughs> and, and Christopher Walken is just sitting there like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I know that's a bad Christopher Walken. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. That's one voice. I was like, no, not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, so um, what what I've, I'm doing was weird, and I've said this many a times. I do this professional wrestling podcast and I am barely keeping up with the current product as far as WWE goes. I've been yeah. kind of peeking around um, the corner of uh, other promotions. Um, I, I try to watch New Japan as much as I can, but um, that product, because of uh, certain management uh, decisions or whatnot, is kind of diminishing in the eyes of fans. And I've mm. seen me personally, from what I've watched you know, over the past let's say year or so is way different from when I first saw um, New Japan, I think around Wrestle Kingdom 9. So that was what they're on 12. So a couple of years back. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like it's almost it's getting to the point to where it's almost night and day. The only thing that I know that makes it New Japan is just like the motherfuckers speak Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> this mm, this is a hint. As yeah. to the, uh, yeah, it's interesting, especially given like, oh, what is the fuck? All Elite Wrestling, like yes. how Kenny Omega is a part of it, Cody Rhodes is a part of it, and yeah. they were all like big time New, New Japan talent, and now they're moving out and, um, and they're trying to create this new wrestling promotion. And, um, there's a lot, okay, there's one of the things that I really love, like, especially when someone has to talk about, okay, this is a wrestling podcast, and we can talk about wrestling, and the, we probably have like wrestling fans. What I love about, like on a podcast that's not about wrestling when they have to explain it they they can't go in detail as we do but there's still aspects about it that are fucking like are fascinating in a in a horrifying kind of sense like how to this fucking day even now in 2019 in wwe everybody's considered an independent contractor which means they they don't have like benefits Mm -hmm. like there's a health insurance and there's also um, every once in a while, a gimmick that's racist or yeah. homophobic. Um, and seeing how uh, all all elite wrestling, they're tr- they are saying right off the bat health insurance for all wrestlers. Yeah, and it's like that. I can't even believe this is a big proclamation you have to make. Like should have been fucking default. But because 
I mean, even like to even very but like like from the days of the 80s and 70s it was like oh this is how we do things and this is how we're going to stay doing all everything and it's like we're not going to change anything we're not going to progress in any kind of way and that and like and that, in some ways it has progressed like let's say like the all women pay-per-view which i heard yeah. was amazing however they had to do that because women can't wrestle in saudi arabia it's mm. like yeah guys come the fuck on <laughs> it's like it's it is interesting to see now i don't know how much how big of a competitor all elite uh, all elite wrestling will end up being but it will be interesting to see that play out and especially since people are kind of affecting i think there were rumors that kenny Omega wasn't going to leave new japan but they thought oh he's is he going to finally join wwe and then he goes with aew instead yeah. so the whole thing about the aew thing is just um it's a i kind of um it's, it's basic creation as far as um you know people performers characters and anything like that um they those group of guys had something special with um their youtube series being the elite have you ever watched that uh the elite yeah being the elite oh being the is it is it a short film is it a promotional no, video it, no they got a youtube series called being the elite oh no i haven't seen it so uh, pretty much it's just them um uh vlogging or whatever it is they um diarying their freaking road travels and all kind oh, of cool. stuff like okay. that and slowly those road travels and diaries became almost like a little mini youtube series it's like they they have scripts and characters and all kind of stuff oh, or whatever wow. so it what i feel i mean this is just my opinion that it everything they have with all elite spawned from them doing the being the elite uh, YouTube yeah. series and whatnot, because I mean, everybody that's involved with all elite wrestling has come from that being elite YouTube series. Right. So Kenny that's Omega, very interesting. Yeah. So Kenny Omega, all those guys that you see, you know, have the executive freaking vice president spots and the head trainer <laughs> spots and all this <laughs> other stuff. They they were at some point involved or you know cameoed somewhere within the uh, being the elite series, and then yeah. the being the elite series kind of evolved into. All right, they setting up angles on the show that plays out in the ring whenever they go to Japan or ROH or whatever the stuff like that. Oh, that's so fascinating! Then, wow. Then that they kind of start playing off each other. So now what's happening in the ring kind of translate to being the elite and vice versa. And then it led into that um, one off show they had, the uh, All In, which was yeah, pretty much yeah. comprised of all these people that have been building up all these stories from in ring to being the elite YouTube series and everything like that. And then now here we are with all elite wrestling, which is pretty much just, you know, people being creative is like, hey, we can do it at this level. Now we can do it at this level. Now yeah. let's see if we can take it and do it at this level. And, you know, and th- apparently they got the money to back it. So, yeah, it I, I, I can't wait to see like what they have to do. And and if because it always seems as though like when there's a competitor that's when the product gets more interesting like that's what was going on with the i've been again i don't want to keep referencing these guys but i love them very much so but like the competition between like wwe and um well wwf at the time and uh wcw was like yeah. the, comp- the, comp- the competing nwo and the nd generation x mm-hmm. and just seeing like what how are they going to top each other every every week and i when i did have the network i did watch I think I was only a few episodes off from completing the whole Monday Night War, and that was a fascinating documentary about. Yeah, which is another interesting thing is that it is like an interesting documentary about history, but it's history from the victors' perspective. Exactly, it's WWE funding the documentary, and though they were, I think, fair, there were still some parts of it. It's like, oh, but they were they had shit storylines and this, this, and that. And then yeah. when you look back in WWF, 
the, the things that we remember is great, but the things you don't remember is like, oh, good lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how the fuck is this? How the fuck? Okay, because the 90s and there wasn't as much police, not, I would say policing, but there, was, there wasn't as much oversight mm-hmm. on what you could put on television. So yeah. you just put fucking anything. And it, uh, A lot of revisionist history from WWE. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, even, even here in the short term, like currently, um, you can go back and watch the previous night of Monday Night Raw and um, Tuesday Night SmackDown on Hulu the day after. But oh yeah, but um, for Raw it's shortened to ninety minutes, so they cut out all that fluff and the fillers and everything, and they only put like the highlight. Yeah. of that whole three hours or whatever. Yeah, and then um, SmackDown has minor edits or whatever. I mean, because it's only a two-hour show, they don't cut too much out. Yeah, so I mean. If you missed it live on Monday, I mean, you ain't going to see it on freaking uh, Hulu the next day. And then yeah. uh, the way they had it set up with their uh, freaking deal, I believe that episodes, when they pop up on the WWE Network, they're like a month or two behind. So, I mean, you've been done forgot about it by then or you ain't even worried about it by that time frame. So, I mean, you don't, if you missed it, you missed it. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if, especially, with the, I mean, the the even the very idea of the network in general is was already like WWE trying to modernize like the way of how to distribute wrestling and like, like distribute content. And there's an insane amount of content on WWE and like now like Raws from like back in the day are now available there, and the Thunders and the and the Nitros and and what was my point of saying? Oh right, so now we've heard about this giant. I think one billion dollar deal with Fox for SmackDown, yeah. which is crazy because wrestling. What well, UP? Okay, UPN was one of the sort of major networks, but it was still like on the lower tier. But like yeah. Fox is a big fucking is a big network, and that just got recently got Peter purchased by Disney. But now mm-hmm. that's going to have wrestling on it. So I wonder if this is going to like. I know definitely that television in general hasn't been as big as it was back in the day. Now mm-hmm. because there's just so much television to watch, but I wonder if this is going to help it like WWE become even bigger than they ever was or even like not maybe come close to attitude level eras of popularity but close to it yeah i mean they'll give a, a, a stream more exposure i mean they get it plenty now but they're going to get even more because um from what i'm hearing they're going to treat it more like a sport rather than you know you know to give the yeah. fox treatment you know so i mean i'm excited for that as well because i just want to see how it's going to be how it's going to look how it's going to be presented and whatnot it's just how i I'm excited about, you know, what AEW is going to turn out to look like. And, you know, with AEW or whatever, they, those guys have been doing their own thing for so long. And I don't feel like it's going to be like a WCW versus a WWF or whatever. It's not going to be, hey, you motherfuckers over there, we coming in here, we're going to roll with some tanks and shit. Hey, look, <laughs> mankind going to win their W, their, win their championship at this time. And, you know, they ain't going to be doing no shit like that. It's just going to be. They ain't going to put butts in the seats and they put all the butts in the seats. He's like, I, we just going to be over here doing this shit that we do. And y'all just do what that is over there we just yeah pretty much that's probably how it's gonna go i mean i'm i mean it's gonna probably get interesting when maybe if they do notice it enough of a threat that they actually start poaching talent like they, that's what w, that's what wwe always does like i, I again oh god i don't want to keep referencing them but like mm-hmm. the, basically the podcast i've been watching like talking about ecw and how it is fascinating to see how even though ECW as a as as a wrestling promotion is um, some things about it that I do appreciate about being punk rock wrestling, but there's also stuff that's not uh, doesn't hold up that much. But um, how like 
a big conglomerate like WWE or WWF at the time would just allow like Paul Heyman to just like just show off your wrestlers for like a few minutes on yeah. Raw or something, and they just had that type of partnership, even though ECW wasn't it wasn't like even close to a big that big of a competitor, mm-hmm. but it's still like a, a recognizable brand probably among wrestling fans. Yeah, see, and that was the thing. I mean, they saw something in it. And whatnot. Yeah. And then um, even Paul Heyman would say that, you know, WWE was fronting them cash to run their shows. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, it. I mean, it's it's going on today still because there's um what a, a company called Progress and Evolve or whatever that WWE has freaking um, ties with that. They send their talent over there to do shows and whatnot. Hell, I did not know that. Hell, um, the, they have uh, three of their talents over there. In, I think what in progress or evolve that have championships. So is a uh, Fabian Eichner from NXT. He has on uh, one of the oh. singles championships and the street profits. They're the tag team champions over there at evolve. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it's going on right now and it, it's just slowly um, making itself, you know, to where I believe those two companies will probably wind up getting absorbed into um, WWE. Hmm. Probably, it probably will mm-hmm. at some point. Because, like, um, I mean, wh- they even laying the seeds for it. They, they have plenty of customer surveys floating around to where, like, would you pay extra on your WWE uh, monthly subscription if we added ROH or Evolve or this to our network? So, I mean, the fillers are out there. And then um, they're already working on globalization. They already they just opened a performance center in the UK, you know, to complement their UK uh, NXT brand. And then it talks about them opening up um, another facility in Japan. Oh, my God. Wow. So now they're actually going to start, like, really start competing with, like, New Japan. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, see, I don't even think it's going to be to compete with Japan. It's just to, you know, I don't know. It's um, they kind of they're Walmarting it up. You know, they <laughs> they moving <laughs> yeah. it. They moving yeah, it yeah. on, you know, your mom's and pops shops and everything and just kind of like, "Hey, uh, we just going to put this right here." You know, I mean, don't worry about it. I mean, you still do you. But if you ever want to <laughs> come be a part of this, you can just come on over and the, the door is open, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they've already been poaching a lot of Japanese talent and 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 I know especially around the time I think, oh, what was the first big uh Hideo Otami like when yeah. he came onto NXT, people would have thought, "Oh god, is WWE with a Japanese wrestler? What kind of racist 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 game could they give him?" And they he Hideo Otami was allowed to be Hideo Otami and that's been true for a lot of the the Japanese um wrestlers that they brought on yeah so they're i mean it's it's taken a lot it's been taken a lot but they're they're at least working to become a, a more inclusive of a of a brand in yeah that, in and that to see way. and now with um aew and everything man it's just like they they're doing their presidential campaign right now hey we're gonna offer you freaking health insurance um equal pay goddamn um we're looking into um, hiring everybody from all walks of life they got the um the performer uh, sunny kiss uh who's um openly gay and yeah and then they have uh was a uh, nyla rose who's a transgender wrestler so, that's right so it's just like yeah yeah this is the land baby of opportunity <laughs> so you can come over here and do all this stuff and then uh, with AEW, they're signing a lot of the internet buzz, uh, you know, competitors or whatever. They, they just signed yeah. Jungle Boy not too long ago, who is uh, Luke Perry's son, who unfortunately passed away uh, a couple days R. ago. R.P. Luke Perry. So his son is there. 
a lot of other internet uh, sensations are there. Um, a lot of people, you know, with the um, the promises and the pay options and the, all the stuff that AEW is offering, a lot of people in WWE aren't renewing their contracts or they're asking for releases. Yeah, so, yeah. What was the most recent one that was uh, kind of Todd Dillinger? Yeah, yeah. And he was just in the Rumble. Was I have again? I haven't. I'm waiting for the OSW episode about Royal Rumble 2019, but he was in the 2018 Royal Rumble at number 10. Yeah, he was in the... Well, he was intended to be, but then I think... Who beat him up? Who took took his spot? He was in 2017 at number 10. He was in 2018 at number 10. Somebody jumped him and took him out, and then he wasn't in 2019 at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, see, it's like... People were really expecting. I mean, I, I seen a little bit of Ty Dillinger stuff, and he's it looks really impressive. But like, yeah, that was that was pretty shocking. Mm-hmm. He just like left. But you you want to know what else is impressive though? Yes, my cash in. I'm cashing oh! in right now. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! Let's do this. All right, for those of you who are uninitiated to the product or whatnot, we have a thing called the promo in the bank. Off air before we started recording proper, like. Uh, we both had to come up with a a, a silly topic for an, for the other person to cut a 60 second promo on it. So, I mean, just because this person is cutting this promo about this particular topic doesn't mean that this person believes in this. This, this is something that I came up with out of my mind for him to rant on for 60 <laughs> seconds. So before he starts proper, like, let me pull my clock up. All right. All right. All right. OK. All right. Give you a little breathing. I was actually, I was because I, I knew this was happening today. I actually was practicing a little bit in the not, not like at work, like, like in between, like me walking to the bathroom. I was just like doing my promo voice. Because <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm fucking, I'm in this man. All right, let me give him a clock. I, I won't, I won't allow someone to, to like throw me on the table, but um, I will, uh, I will grab a microphone and scream if I have to. Yeah, just don't peek out my sounds. <laughs> just <don't, laughs> all right, we got sixty exactly. seconds up on the clock. And your time starts now. Enemy is the most overrated thing I have ever seen in my life. All you see is a bunch of giant titties, and all you see is a bunch of blood and guts, like arms like spread out, and it's like it's so overrated. And also, you see these slice of life enemies are just about regular life. It's like why don't you just live? Why don't you just go ahead and live your normal life instead of watching someone else live it for you? And then you know the other thing is that it's so fucking confusing. Like you see this Evangelion shit, and it's like so pretentious, and it goes above your head. It's like you don't even know what this is all about, and you don't even know why what is happening and what the message is and it's so confusing and also everybody speaks in a language that I don't understand and I have to read the text on the bottom of the screen and I don't like that because it doesn't make any sense and I'm trying to come up with more things. I think everybody has weird proportions and their eyes look strange and are we all done yet? And uh, there's incest stuff happening all the time and I really don't like that. I don't and <laughs> is very problematic for the children. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> if you didn't get the theme of his promo, I had I gave him the topic of uh, why anime is shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, how the fuck? How the fuck did much? Because I was trying to do the Macho Man delivery, <laughs> but I then just kind of just did my own thing. And I, Jesus I, Christ! Oh, do people do that every fucking week oh my no, god I, I tell you what by far in all 20 something episodes of this show that has been the most intense promo ever <laughs> <laughs> because like i heard this idea and it's like that sounds really great and then people do, okay uh, now i'm seems like i'm patting myself on the back you know what i just want to have fun with it <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not gonna 
no, I don't want to throw shade to anybody. I just want to have fun with it. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, man, uh, we we ha- we have a um a, a topic here that we like like to discuss uh, about our favorite uh female professional wrestler. Um uh, yes. th- this is where I cue the sensual music and we roll into waterfall mania. <laughs> Wait. Oh, was that that's what you mean? I thought you meant like because they just announced today that it's it's gonna the WrestleMania is gonna be at Buccaneers Stadium. So the design is based is like pirate themed a little bit. I don't know man. I thought that's what you were referring to. No. Well in the in the context of Waterfall Mania is um when I was doing the wrestling show previous to this one with um uh Matt McCool and uh Joshua Lopez. Um we were just talking shit about well no not in a negative way but uh female wrestlers and uh we hmm. were talking about the the pleasant place down below and it, like you know water moisture and everything so we called it waterfall mania i understand yeah, so, so that's what I, I just been going with it <laughs> but we're not talking about the uh, the love below in the speaker box and all that stuff we're talking about uh your female wrestler of choice Kyrie sane or what what you said her original name was i think her real uh, I mean, maybe it might be her performance but i'm pretty sure her real name is Kyrie hojo hojo yeah. but we can go with Kaede Sane since yeah. that's that's her WWE name. Yeah. So, um, when did you first happen upon Kairi Sane? I think around the same time that people were posting, um, like, like you, like you were saying earlier, like, oh, she has the perfect arm drop. Yeah, that and it's was, like, oh, yeah. her arm drop can't be better than Macho Man Randy Savage's, and then you actually see it in motion, and it is a thing of beauty. It really is amazing. But then I actually started watching like clips of her matches. Um, uh, I don't know what promotion. I think Stardom is the female wrestling promotion because yeah. mm-hmm. I don't think there are like women in New Japan, but they they're like usually in manager roles. I don't know if there's wrestlers in New Japan. Um, I don't know if she was in Stardom or one of those one of those types of wrestling, the female wrestling promotions. But I just saw a couple like of her matches, and she's just, she's just amazing. She's just incredibly talented, and and of course I followed her immediately as soon as I could on Twitter. And her, she, I always get such a delight seeing her like her t- Twitter like working at the gym or just like just smiling at everybody. It's like hey everybody, good morning, and it's just like oh god, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah, she she definitely embodies a character or whatever. It's just like she's um, real animated. <laughs> <laughs> pun intended <laughs> um you know she she just kind of you know she kind of embodies anime a little bit i mean she reminds me of an anime character but yeah, um you know, she does she absolutely does you know and, but she you know she gets in the ring she's real fiery and energetic and whatnot um i believe sometimes you know she sells just a little bit too much but then again mm. it's better than not selling enough or at all so yeah i mean i haven't seen like a full match like from beginning to end so i mean the one thing i can think of is that there was a really scary spot during her i don't know if it was the first match or second match with shane shana blazer where people actually thought sorry shana baszler shana baszler sorry um where people legitimately thought she was injured because of yeah that arm shit man that yes shit that's the, nasty, that was the one man. that was the one oh my god if you want to see a worse one i think it was like the very first time that she did that in ring f- from what i saw um yeah. she took on a girl called dakota kai and she bent her arm and she stepped on that shit and that shit looked gnarly Fuck. oh ass. my god Fuck. wow <laughs> yeah man that, that shit was like ill <laughs> yeah that's like I can understand. I don't know. I don't know enough about. I wish someone can do a, an article about like 
what the fuck you have to do to become like a Japanese wrestler. Like, what is the training you have to do? Because I th- I know they definitely take they take as much as we think of like intentionally like, blading yourself, like like getting a blade and like like cutting yourself open. Like, there's still shit going on in Japan about how much more seriously they take wrestling in terms of the physical acumen and in terms of the just like the the, the endurance and stamina. And just the fucking the way they did beat the fuck out of each other it's it's really i mean it's impressive but it's also like it's kind of terrifying too yeah man. and you really hope that if it's true about what they say about wrestlers that they're trying to protect each other but make it look like it hurts sometimes it kind of seems like they're really still hurting each other in, in, in <laughs> with japanese wrestling yeah man indeed it does i've seen some uh matches that you know started off like yeah this is wrestling and then oh shit this is a fucking fight <laughs> oh exactly yeah you know um a, a, <laughs> one name to bring to mind not to get off of track of car saying is uh, a dude named uh minoru suzuki Oof. That dude there, man, he's some of the hardest elbow, uh, fucking forearm strikes and elbows I've ever seen. Oh, shit. Him and another guy named Tomohiro Ishii. They just, anytime. Oh, two, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Oh, yeah. Anytime them two get in the ring together, they're just like beating the poop out of each other, man. It's just like. God damn. It's crazy. But um, Kyrie saying, um, yeah, the series of matches that you had with uh, Shayna Baszler and all the matches throughout um, her first run in uh, May Young Classic. Um, yeah. It was some good stuff. And then, yeah, and I also, yeah, I, I think I, I definitely, and I wonder if I don't know if that was a gimmick from the beginning, but now definitely like she has the fucking like wheel, like when she, she it's part of her her entrance is like when she comes out and she has the wheel and she looks like a pirate. It's like it's such a it's like it's like one of those old school like eighties gimmicks, but it, it, but she somehow she makes it work for like her own personality. But what was really funny because obviously she's been wrestling for God knows how long, but um, someone so I think someone tweeted at her, oh this is like Dark Kyrie, and it's her match against Pentagon Dark I think in, in Lucha Underground, and she's actually in a black like a black like not leather outfit, but like like a different like a like a different type of outfit than like the more colorful outfit she has, and it's like. <laughs> it's just funny to see her do it. I think I think she did do an elbow drop, like from the from the top of like the fucking um, like where the audience would sit. I don't. This might not be correct, but she did some crazy jump from that height. And it's like holy shit! So you are you are committed to this. And yeah, there's a couple times when she like tweets like I love wrestling. It's like that's great. Please don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, she there's another girl that she's teaming with now. Oh, Io Shirai. Yeah, Io Shirai. And um, I like their tandem offense or whatever. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah. They have some that some move where um, I don't think it was even with Io Shirai in this particular instance, but um, it was uh, with Bianca Belair, the girl with the long ponytail. You ever seen I think her? I know who she is, yeah. But um, she freaking deadlifted her up, you know, fucking gorilla pressed over her head. And yeah. she kind of threw her out and she did the elbow drop from there. <laughs> Holy shit! So, uh, oh my god! Yes, I mean, it, oh, that's amazing. She's pretty creative, man, and I, I just kind of I dig a personality, real bubbly, real full of life, and what? Yeah. So, and it's and it's a different take on the on the underdog gimmick than like Bailey's was, and I think that's why some people are worried that like, when she is eventually like brought to the main roster, like are they just gonna waste her? Mm-hmm. Oscar took a while for her to like um, to to like. Uh, what's the word um to like regain her yeah momentum and whatnot her momentum that's it exactly because like after she was defeated by charlotte and it seems to happen with every female wrestler that competes with charlotte yeah. um 
she lost a lot of momentum and, and a lot of steam and and it's good to see her not, not being the smackdown champion but now it's kind of unfortunate because now it's like well more people my more eyes are like towards like the raw women's championship and like becky lynch and and ronda rousey but like Asuka's fucking a fucking badass like there's a lot of shit she did in the indies like when i knew her as a kana i believe yeah. i don't know if that's her real name but her her ring name of kana some of the shit she did in the indies fucking crazy shit man i i remember um some stuff I seen before because like I was introduced to her via NXT when she made her debut and then you know usually when they, you see a new face it's like huh I wonder where she come from then I go back and I look through her old stuff and I'm like she used to wear this gnarly ass face paint yes. but she looked like a killer clown and shit and I'm just yeah. like whoa I was like I wish they did that <laughs> <laughs> yeah she can't really come in well I guess it's part of, it's part of her entrance sort of but it's not yeah. like she Literally. can't go as far with it as she did in the in the indies, but still, yeah. like, it's an awesome. It's she had fucking the, awesome. Had the crazy contacts and the blood on her face and everything. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, there's another girl that's kind of like um. You need to look up. Her name is Sue Young. And uh, I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the a zombie dead samurai princess. Some shit. <laughs> Wait, what? Is she? Is she do like the blood mist and everything? It's fucking crazy. Really? Wait, is she? Is she in Impact Wrestling now? Yes. Because I recognize her from the indies. Like, she was in the indies for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. I was, most, most of these women wrestlers are in the indies for a long time, but I did not know that was her new gimmick. That's That actually sounds amazing. Now, uh, closing thoughts on Kyrie saying, what, what would you like to see this going forward with uh, her? Well, me personally, I think they're going to uh, compete for the women's tag titles. Since the uh, women's tag titles in WWE, they float around. They go between all the brands, NXT and SmackDown and Raw. Uh-huh, interesting. So I believe her and Yoshirai are going to team up and go for them titles. I think that's probably what's going to be happening. Um, I, again, I don't pay enough attention to the, the product. I keep calling it that. But but um, there is like always the... Like you're trying to think, oh, how do we keep this storyline fresh? And eventually you can imagine there's going to be a blow off or they're going to break up the teams and they're going to fight and it's going to be really sad and everyone's going to cry and it's, it'll be even sadder than when Kevin Owens saw put Jericho on his list. Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone cried. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe how effective that book. Because at first people were kind of making fun of it and then people were like, oh, wait, it's actually kind of interesting. And then it's like, oh, my God, WWE, how dare you? It's yeah. probably going to be that emotional like when they actually do eventually break up and it's like, fuck. That, that, oh, I, I like to, you bring that up. I like to set up for that. He's like, oh, you got me a new list. Wait a minute. My name's on here. Oh, <laughs> every oh my god! You can hear the audience like, oh, it's like you never. Oh my god! Then whoa, when when they pull it off, man, it is not. It's, it's not like anything else. Yeah. So, uh, oh, we as we close the the book on Waterfall Mania, we turn that spigot off and let the the, <laughs> the waters run dry. <laughs> oh God! We're gonna roll into uh, our final topic of discussion. And that is the go the fuck home segment. Go the fuck home segment. Oh, right. I should have some music there for that. You probably, I thought you had like a, like a soundboard. Like the last time we recorded something, you had a soundboard. Well, I had one and um, Apple got rid of it. The, you know, the app store. It, ah, they, shit. They discontinued the app. You know, it started getting wonky toward the end. I press a button and it would play something else or it wouldn't play at all. Then buttons start <laughs> disappearing and shit. And I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> ah, that sucks, man. 
Yeah, but uh, go the fuck home. Um, basically, what this uh, segment is uh, reserved for is um, something that, uh, you know, we ain't feeling right now. You know, all these people um, attacking. Uh, oh, my God. Actually, you know what? I actually do have something I want to. OK, does it have to be related to wrestling? Yeah, that's what I said. It can be wrestling related or not. I mean, it can just be <laughs> anything that's going on in your your area of the earth. And, uh, you know, just, you know. Some people tired of this Michael Jackson shit. He motherfucker dead. He can't defend himself. You can't sue him. He dead. Um, people That's tired true. of this uh, R. Kelly remix to uh, prosecution on his damn <laughs> Instagram. Oh, but, Jesus yeah, Christ. So, um, pretty much something that's getting on your goddamn nerves and you wanted to go the fuck away. <laughs> what you, what you it's got so, for It's man? so obvious. And you know me, Rob. You know me. Mm-hmm. Sonic. That's fucking Sonic movie, live action movie design. Oh. <laughs> I know it's not related to wrestling. Oh, you can say that th- there's been a couple gimmicks in wrestling with people in costumes, so we can connect it to that tangentially. Yeah, yeah I mean, but hey, man, we, we we talking about Sonic, this live action thing. It isn't um, Jim Carrey connected to this? Ain't, isn't he Dr. He's Robotnik? He's playing uh, the villain. He's playing uh, Dr. I don't know if they're calling him Robotnik or they call him Dr. Eggman. His full name is... Because I'm a Sonic geek, and I should know this. Uh, Ivo Robotnik, that's the name of yeah. that's the original name, and now his name is known. Now he's normally known as Dr. Eggman. So <laughs> Jim Carrey is going to be playing Dr. Eggman. Uh, and um, <laughs> you, you're not you feeling it, a, You can look up a picture of what Eggman actually looks like. So you just imagine, oh my God, what the fuck is that going to look like? Like when he's actually in costume. It's, it's actually kind of funny you just mentioned Michael Jackson. He kind of has like a thriller jacket kind of look to him. <laughs> Yeah, he did because he had the um, freaking like the almost little shoulder pad thing. Yeah, exactly. The yellow and the red. And what yeah. And Jim Carrey is just the first face I see when I pull up Dr. Eggman. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think there have because like, with, with this with this kind of shit, you can't really hide it anymore because of social media. I think so, there have been some not leaked images, but someone like saw him on set and like took a picture. But I don't I haven't seen that picture, so I don't know what he looks like. Um, but oh, my God. It's funny. It, it's so unfortunate that Sonic had a great year in 2017. Not a great year, but like he had a, a Sonic Sonic Mania, which was a great return to form for like the classic Sonic, you know, like 2D action platforming, like reliable stuff. His, the, the, the 3D game wasn't as good forces, but it's like, oh, Sonic is not respectable, at least again. And, and it seems like they're going to fuck it up again with this movie. But I wonder... I wonder if it is just going to be another, like like in terms of live action movies like it's a, if it's going to be another one of those animated movies it's like it's bad but then it'll be forgettable and never go past it or will be so bad that people will not stop dunking on it for like mo- it's the internet so maybe a month people will just keep shitting on this movie or will it actually surprise all of us and end up being not like Oscar material but at least decent at the very least I doubt it just because nothing I've seen makes me think they really respect the character and mm. people a- have been going out of the way to like photoshop like redesigns like not redesigns but like trying to make the character look more recognizable and mm. th- even sticking with like kind of the what the look already of like fur and oh god ah uh, and h- h- him not having gloves but his hands literally being also being fur and <laughs> his shoes being like just, just nike brand shoes even though Nike released a Sonic shoe, so they could have just had him be in the Sonic shoes, but they didn't. They just he's just in regular like regular Nike shoes, and everything about this movie just doesn't it doesn't it just rubs me the wrong way. And I mean, if it ends up being a 
not even like, fun, then fine. I'll eat all my words. You better believe we, I will be doing an episode about it for my podcast. I have to. Yeah. I, I have to. I'm I'm looking at them now. What they're gonna have for the live action render or whatever in this? It 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 vaguely resembles Sonic. It looks like um whenever you go to the Dollar Tree or the Dollar Store or something like that, and you yeah, have, <laughs> you don't have Kool Aid. You have like cool drink or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they have the attributes of the characters. Like he has the spines. He has the the eyes, well, even the eyes aren't like don't yeah, match 100%. I, yeah, like it, like it doesn't have that slope, like the little he so, the the Sonic from the game has like the people eye the people's eyebrow. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Fuck. <laughs> but like, the, but I guess they had to because there's been a few articles, uh, not articles, but interviews with the with the with the not the developers. I'm talking like it's a video game, but like the producers of the movie saying, "Oh, we had to kind of compromise with the design, and this is what we came up with." Is like keep. Try again. <laughs> He's got to try again. <laughs> this is not. This is not good. But I have to admit that when I saw that first image, I was like, "Oh, good lord! What? What?" Because like he looks like that first promotional image of the the motion image, yeah. whatever the fuck it was. Like it, he looked muscly. He looked like indistinguishable, other than the blue fur. And yeah. it's like, oh god, what the fuck is he look like? And so now, now seeing what he actually is gonna look like, it's like it's not great but it's not awful either but i mean i'm terrified like when he actually when the first trip we're still waiting for that first trailer like when that first trailer comes out and then everybody uh, <laughs> oh god uh, it's gonna be uh like sometimes it's really hard to be a sonic fan it's just like <laughs> especially when that first trailer comes out in theaters and people just laugh at it and throw well no, no one's gonna throw popcorn at it but like it's just like laughing and it's like oh god i'll just be like in my seat it's like oh why why did this have to happen Oh man, I'm looking at some of the um, the, the goofs people made of this shit. <laughs> There's got, some good shit out there. I uh, <laughs> they got, they got oh some- the the best one of the best ones was like a comedian um because there, some of the promotional images was was an illustrated version of the design, but like saying oh Sonic looks like he's the mascot of a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They got the one to where it looked like a he looked like a goddamn raccoon and shit. <laughs> I mean, he, but some also people also made him look like Mickey Mouse. Like he does look like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> like that's what he looks. Like. He doesn't look like a hedgehog, and even like his normal design doesn't look like a hedgehog. It's just a thing that they come up with, and it looks sort of resembling an animal. But like this time, it's like this is he's like a dog or a, a something, but not a hedgehog. Far from looking like a hedgehog. It's also like also strange that they even went with the design of going with fur because, as people know, hedgehogs have spines. They don't have yeah. fur. But whatever. Uh, I, I don't know. Are you going to watch this movie? I have kids, so I'm probably going to be <laughs> sub- subjected to this at some point. And it's it's also interesting seeing the contrast between like Detective Pikachu and seeing how yeah. <laughs> excellent they're nailing like the look of pokemon or like the translation of pokemon to live to to the real world and then this as a comparison yeah and it's, it's like night and day yeah because yeah. like it, it confused me at first i was like why the fuck is voice sound like that but it's just like how they would communicate with other pokemon they, that would be their voice but as people who you know can't speak that language all we hear is like pika pika and all this other yeah, exactly. bullshit like that <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty much like how they depict animals in, uh, in movies or whatever whatever it's just like roof 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 but when they talk to when two dogs talking to each other he's like hey man this motherfucker don't understand me man <laughs> <laughs> 
because they have a plot and they need to convey that information, Rob. That's the only way they can do it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) This is all, all these movies are freaking look who's talking now. (laughs) Oh God, it really is. And they're not, and like, and it's so interesting because like I, the best, at least uh, we'll see how the type Pikachu actually does. But like the best example of a movie doing live action with animation was surprisingly the SpongeBob movie because they didn't go for like a realistic sponge design. They kept, they kept the regular design. They just kind of, well, the joke in the movie was that Sandy, who's the squirrel literally looked like a squirrel. And that was really funny. But like all the characters looked like themselves just in 3d. And it's like, why can't everything be like this? Why does they have to try so hard to make it look realistic? Because fuck, it's a cartoon character. Yeah. They slightly did that with um, one of the Treehouse of horror episodes for the Simpsons. When Homer got sucked. Oh, that's right. He's like, he's like, Ooh, donuts. Erotic cakes. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it, if, as it stands now, it it it, it can <laughs> go the fuck home. <laughs> Abs- oh, fucking go the fuck home, Sonic movie. Uh, but, but again, we, we got to see. We, well, we, yeah, we we got to see it first before we can tell it to officially go the fuck home. But right now, it's a, it's a placeholder. It's a placeholder until, <laughs> until it comes out. So you go, you go on the fuck home until you come out officially and we can give you a, a, you know, a chance to redeem yourself. If not, then you can officially go to fuck home. You have a go to fuck (laughs) home with an asterisk on the side of it right now. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm also just disappointed that like the most, the most Instagram likes I've ever gotten in a picture was me commenting on the first movie poster. I think that's like, there's like, like 55 likes on that picture. It's like, God, this of all things, really? All right, I guess, sir. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that whenever uh, I post something about wrestling on my on the, um, the other account. Like, I just started an Instagram account for the wrestling stuff. But, you know, when I post something wrestling on my um, the Random Rounds with Rob Instagram, it's like it gets the most likes out of anything that I would post. And I, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Whatever. Re- wrestling is a, is, a, is a crazy little thing, man. I don't I don't know what it is. But um, I think that's about it, man. I mean, we don't. Hold on one second, Rob. I have to cash in my promo. Son of a bitch. the bank. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> how does this? How does this gimmick go again? Sorry. Yes. Promo, promo. Yes. Promo on the bank. Whatever. You, you did it. You you cashed in. <laughs> I'm pull- I cashed in. I'm cashing in. I'm ca- cashing it right now. I'm pulling up my clock. <laughs> I thought I was gonna sneak by. <laughs> And <laughs> uh, 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 it works around here. Not so fast. <laughs> All right, I got sixty. I got sixty seconds on my clock here. <laughs> you were actually because I was like you were mentioned the Japanese wrestlers. That would have been a good chance to do it, but then I, I guess we just I was so interested in the conversation. I yeah, just Sonic took a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here we go. I got it queued up, and all right, here we. Go. I mean, contrary to popular belief, I mean, we did talk about disproportionate characters. We talked about how art imitates life and why the fuck you just don't live your life instead of watching art. But then again, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at art. Anime is a true soul. Uh, enlightening experience I mean it, it just brings so many different characters from all walks of life even though they kind of look alike 
just different shades, but that's far from the course. I mean, the overall theme of it is that we're all human. We're all the same. Unless it's hentai, then you have tentacles and other appendages popping out of everywhere, which some people like that. I don't know why. It's not particularly my cup of tea, but I'm not going to put it down. It's the person who creates its uh, art. It's his uh, vision or her vision. And, you know, everyone's vision is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team because it takes a team to build an anime show. And yeah, it's awesome. And time's up. (laughs) (laughs) I I saw like the wheels just turning. It's like, oh my God, please, please. Fuck, I have to say one more thing. I was like, I'm looking at the clock and I was like, yes, everything. I pulled out the Lego movie. Do you really feel a minute when you have to do it without like, like with no timer, like, like just like what? Cause you really feel like you're talking for so long. You don't know. See, and originally it was a 20 second promo. And obviously, I mean, that's kind of hard to do because I mean, you, you, you try to wind up and figure out how you want to, um, you know, structure your promo or whatnot or whatever. Cause I mean, we, we've been sitting here t- talking for about an hour or so or whatever. So, I mean, you forget that this, promo in the bank is looming over your head and then whatever you had okay promo in the bank what the fuck was i saying promo of the bank what the fuck is wrong with same thing i mean that's where the money go at that's true that's true (laughs) you bank on it whatever sasha banks (laughs) (laughs) but uh we got all that mess up out of the way i appreciate your time there arlao and um, before we go uh and you give your promos and your plugs and whatnot um we want to give everybody at home uh, a match recommendation. You got one here for us. What you got for everybody? Uh, I have, um, I was originally going to say the the safe choice of WrestleMania 3, Macho Man Randy Savage versus Ricky the Steamboat. But then you uh, said, the Dragon that. Steamboat. But what I'm actually <laughs> recommending, because of how ridiculous it is, and it is probably the epitome of TNA as, <laughs> as a wrestling promotion, uh, total nonstop action, Oh, you know what fucking TNA is. What am I saying? Um, Is the, what is the electrical six sides of steel match from lockdown 2007? It's team 3D versus (laughs) LAX. No, no. What's the actual name of the fucking faction? Is the, uh, what? Oh, the Latin American exchange. The Latin American exchange. (laughs) With an X. With an X. God fucking damn it, Vince Russo. Um, it is as... Okay, so the gimmick is that the, they're they're fighting in the cage, but the cage is electrified. No, it's not. But they have, they have like, lights outside of the cage, like, red lights to indicate, it's on now! It's now the electric pulses are running through the cage! So now the gimmick is obviously the wrestlers are trying their best to try to avoid like hitting the cage or like being thrown into the cage because obviously they're gonna be electrocuted but it's that's all fucking fake and it's so ridiculous and and because of how much they how hard they have to sell this match fucking bub not bubba oh god divon divon has to cut himself up and he looks like a fucking like bloodied mess especially when at some point someone does get electrocuted and then the lights go off and it's oh my god what well, i don't know it is it's like now 10 years past 12 years past it's really funny but i'm sure at the time someone watching this is like this is what i paid 30 dollars to see jeez oh but this is now anybody can see it on daily motion and doesn't even matter now see you this is uh, what i'm thinking about now you're talking about he he was bleeding because he was uh electrocuted by the cage or whatnot wouldn't that 
uh, sear the flesh and not so much make it bleed, kind of cauterize it. So did he kind of cut himself up for nothing? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess he he wanted to say how painful it was, and that was even the funnier thing. Um, the, there's the part in the match when they actually eventually have to leave the cage so they can do their spot of jumping from the cage. So they have someone from LAX just wearing rubber gloves, and oh, no. this protects them from the cage. No. It protects them from electricity. It's a, it's God a, damn it! Uh, I actually have to watch that match because I've only seen the review version of it. I've, I've been, I've been, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been giving a lot of props to these guys. But old school wrestling review, honestly, one of my favorite YouTube channels in general, and their lockdown 2007 episode is one of my favorites. You can for sure experience the match in that way, and then if you're curious enough, go ahead and watch it. Normally, I have to do that myself. Maybe I'll even do a podcast about it because now I'm thinking about it. It's like actually, that would be kind of an interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, not a topic, but like a, a, a like a, a subject to cover. Well, I t- I've, I've been, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Since this is wrestling is trash, and we do do watch alongs, we do do. <laughs> um, why don't we pull it up and we do a watch along on it? Over I here. would love that, Rob. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll work out the schedule and whatnot. We will figure that out. At oh my god, I oh oh my god. Oh now now I'm actually giddy. <laughs> now I'm actually really giddy. Oh my god. Yeah, let's fucking do this. Yeah. So uh, before you ride out, man, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything like that. All right. So my Twitter is at Ranchat Podcast. Um, I every once in a while I'll, I'll tweet out about episodes. Most of the time I'm I'm, I'm retweeting political stuff because that's just how I roll. Um, my personal Twitter is at H Howardson um, and my Instagram is at Random Chatterings. And my website is randomchatterings.weebly.com. We have the latest episodes um, probably on the website there, but we also have the archives. So if you want to find a specific episode or a specific topic that interests you, we talked about a bunch of things like cosplay, radio, wrestling with Rob back in the day. My God, yeah. like fucking years ago, we did an episode about wrestling. And uh, Rob's actually been in a couple times. So if you want more Rob, even more than you already have with Wrestling is Trash, <laughs> he's on several episodes of my show. Um, and you can check that out. The archive there there's also and this, this is actually your idea rob and i did it because you said I, sh- I should do it i have my a prototype of my podcast of like episodes i recorded when i was a teenager oh, if snap. you're that fucking curious <laughs> it's there and you can listen to it right now all you have to do is just click on the prototype link and you'll be able to see you'll be able to listen to me as a teenager and all the embarrassing things i had to talk about back then <laughs> but um <laughs> i don't recommend that but if you're curious it's there and of course, you can find my podcast. Um, it's it's the art. The artwork is me and my brother in like in a nice caricature kind of style, and it's like gray and black and white, and like a grayish kind of scale thing. And uh, yeah, it's on it's on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever you get your podcasts. Exactly. Um, yep. Once again, um, on behalf of myself and Arla Rodriguez, we wish you a fond adieu, and we'll catch you next time.